KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, August 8th. Women in the military are facing barriers to abortions. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A parking lot in unincorporated Alcohol will become the first safe parking site for people living in their vehicles in East County. Until recently, there was a large homeless encampment under a freeway overpass near the side off North Magnolia Avenue. San Diego County's Department of Homeless Solutions and Equitable Communities and other organizations will offer residents supportive services. The site opens on Wednesday. San Diego County is still in the CDC's high-risk level for COVID-19 as cases remain high, but COVID hospitalizations in the county are declining. The Health and Human Services Agency reports 420 patients were hospitalized with COVID Thursday. That's down from a peak of 465 hospitalizations on July 22nd. As of last week, there were 47 patients in the ICU. More than 1,400 new cases were reported last week, and seven people died from the virus. There will be another COVID update tonight. The City of San Diego is expanding the preserved wildlife areas within Mission Trails Regional Park. The city says it's purchased 25 additional acres as part of the Multiple Species Conservation Program. The goal is to protect the Diagon Coastal Sage Scrub and some native grassland habitats on the land. The city bought the land from a private seller for $774,000 using money from a habitat acquisition fund. As a regional conservation effort, the Multiple Species Conservation Program spans a 900-square-mile area in southwestern San Diego County. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. When the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, it made abortion access especially challenging for women in the military. There are more than 100 military installations in states where abortion is now banned. That means women in the military may have to travel longer distances, spend more money, or incur greater risk to their privacy in order to access abortions. Carson Frame reports for the American Homefront Project. Allison Gill was one of the first women the Navy recruited into Nuclear Power Training Command in the mid-90s. It was a male-dominated world where she felt deeply unwelcome. It was like there weren't any women. It was just men. And they weren't happy to see me. Um, there, I didn't have facilities yet. There wasn't a GYN on base. Gill was just a few weeks into training in Florida when a colleague drugged and violently raped her at a party. But when she reported it, Navy officials accused her of lying and threatened her career. They said, you know, so why don't we just chalk this up to what it is, a bad decision on your part? And I was convinced. Yeah, man, this was my fault. I better not file a false report. All those terrible things will happen to me. 
Things got worse for Gill when she found out she was pregnant as a result of the assault. So she went to a Planned Parenthood clinic near the base to get an abortion on a Saturday morning. She was back in time to attend a mandatory study period that afternoon. But now that states have started outlawing abortion, she says military women today are no longer able to do that as easily or privately. Some have to travel long distances to places where it's legal. If you have to put in for leave and say why you're going and you have to travel out of state, you either have to lie on a government document, which is a court-martialable offense, or you have to tell them what you're doing and hope they approve it, and then it's in your record. So you have to make a decision, you know, that feels like, do I ruin my career or do I ruin my career this other way? State abortion bans heavily affect training bases, where troops don't make as much money and have less freedom of movement. And even states with legal abortion sometimes require waiting periods and multiple doctor's visits, making the trip harder and more expensive for out-of-state military women. Lori Manning is with the Service Women's Action Network. A lot of them don't have cars, particularly the younger enlisted women, so that they could drive themselves. Uh, and sometimes we're talking five, six, seven hundred or a thousand miles to get to a state where it can be done. In addition to the travel, advocates say military women seeking abortions face unique privacy concerns. Kelly Blanchard is president of IBIS Reproductive Health, which surveyed military women who sought abortions. Many feared privacy breaches, and one said her chain of command was given her pregnancy test results. Those particular types of barriers are unique to folks in the military because of the military-specific rules about um, where pregnant people can be deployed, what jobs they can have, and repercussions because of stigma. Just before the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade, the Army and Air Force issued new policies. They prevent commanders from denying leave for abortion and clarify that women don't have to disclose their reason for requesting leave. But the Navy and Marine Corps have not followed suit. And last month, during a House Armed Services Committee hearing, Defense Undersecretary Gil Cisneros stopped short of promising further policy changes. Dobbs uh, created a lot of complexities. It's like it was 26, now up to as many as 29 states that we are having to navigate the different laws in each state and to see how it affects our service members in each state. Uh, we are currently reviewing our, our policies and procedures. Cisneros said the military has a solemn obligation to ensure military personnel have the health care they need. He also raised a second concern, that abortion restrictions could make it hard for the military to bring in and retain service members at a time when recruitment numbers are already low. This is Carson Frame reporting. This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Borrego Springs residents are fighting the placement of a sexually violent predator in their community. There was a hearing about the placement plan on Friday. KPBS reporter Tanya Thorne has the story. Brago Springs residents gathered outside the downtown San Diego courthouse Friday morning to voice their concerns about sexually violent predator Douglas Badger being placed in their community. Terry Kilmeyer lives across the street from the house where state officials want to put Badger. My daughter here is with me today. She's one of my three. She's deaf. She cannot hear. She could not hear footsteps coming up behind her. She couldn't hear an SVP at her bedroom window at night. It is absolutely terrifying. 
and it is not okay. The residents were joined by local leaders who suggested SVPs should be housed on state properties where they can be monitored. No decision was made on Badger's placement in court Friday, but the judge allowed speakers to voice their opinions. If the judge decides not to place Badger at the Borrego Springs location, the state will have to find another place for him. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. A bipartisan group of senators introduced a bill that would increase the number of Border Patrol agents. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis says lack of staff is one of the main reasons behind long waits at the border. Long border wait times cost our binational economy billions of dollars every year. So says Jimena Villasenor Martinez. She's the International Business Affairs Coordinator for the San Diego Regional Chamber of Commerce. So even before the pandemic in 2016, we nearly lost over $2 billion in economic output due to border delays. Increasing the number of Customs and Border Protection staff could help open up more lanes at local border crossings. But this bill would only increase the number of Border Patrol agents who work in between the ports of entry, not the agents who work in the vehicle and pedestrian inspection lanes. Gustavo de la Fuente is the executive director of the Smart Border Coalition. He says staffing shouldn't be the only solution. CBP ought to embrace technology and new ideas to make the border more efficient. What else is going on other than staffing? Uh, you know, what, what's going on with technology? What's going on with uh, uh, the way we process people, right? And it's a processing issue sometimes, uh, not just staffing. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Coming up, how San Diego's new climate action plan affects the city's bike program. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. San Diego adopted a new climate action plan last week with even more ambitious goals of cutting back on car travel. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen takes a closer look at what that means for the city's bike program. 
Bike lanes have caused a stir in several communities where some residents see them as a nuisance, not worth the loss of travel lanes or parking. But cyclists and climate activists say they're necessary to get more people out of cars, the city's largest source of greenhouse gas emissions. We have the ambitious goals, but we don't have a clear roadmap to get there. Will Radigan is advocacy director for the San Diego County Bicycle Coalition. He says the city can't keep debating whether dangerous streets have enough room for bike lanes. Protection for cyclists should come first, he says, and when speeds are high enough... They'll have very clear guidelines on what kind of bikeway they need to install, and also we're hoping this would be passed as an ordinance that would hold the transportation department legally accountable for actually implementing that kind of bikeway. City council member Raul Campillo says while he understands why some people don't like bike lanes, they're about more than just climate change. I think people fail to see that these investments in infrastructure are going to help create jobs. They're going to create better health outcomes, and all of that creates a more healthy and safe community for all of us. City staff say by February, they'll present a roadmap for implementing the city's new goal of net zero emissions. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. A group of North County high school students has proposed a change to U.S. law that would crack down on human rights violations around the world. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez has more on the ambitious effort. They are members of the Fair Trade Club at Canyon Crest Academy in Carmel Valley, and they discovered the recent shortage of products in the international supply chain, also exposed alleged human rights abuses by American companies doing business in poorer countries. So they drafted an amendment to U.S. law that would allow victims of abuse to sue companies in a U.S. court. Joyce Lynn is the club's communications director. There are these workers in a lot of third world countries that are way less privileged than us that sometimes get taken advantage of. So that really um, touched my heart. The Fair Trade Club members met with San Diego Congressman Scott Peters about their proposed change in the law. It has an uphill climb like all bills in the Senate, but it's a great point of advocacy to stand up for these workers around the world and folks that have been disadvantaged. Meanwhile, the students encourage consumers to buy products that carry the Fair Trade label on everything from coffee to a bouquet of flowers. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. This month, students across the county are headed back to school and joining in a new meals program. The California Universal Meal Program offers free food to every student, no matter their need. And the state law also pays for upgraded school kitchens and staff training. Chilavis's brand new Fahari Jeffers Elementary is offering the program. Shauna Codrington is the principal. It means everything and more, and here's why. If students don't come to school and they don't have healthy food to eat, then they don't learn well. In order for our kids to learn and do their best, they have to have healthy meals. Jeffers Elementary is named after a legendary local civil rights leader. It's the 50th campus in the Chula Vista Elementary School District, which is the largest elementary school district in the state. If you drive on the 805, you'll soon see signs encouraging you to visit the Convoy Asian Cultural District. The Convoy District is a neighborhood that spans 1,600 acres and is home to more than 1,500 restaurants, shops, and businesses. 
San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria says freeway signage is very important. 805, there's a lot of folks that drive the 805. Some people sit on the 805. We don't like that exactly, right? But when you're out there, we want to make sure that people aren't zooming past unaware of the gem that is the convoy district. The new freeway signs will be installed beginning this week along the 805 north and south exit ramps for Claremont Mesa Boulevard and Balboa Avenue. More than $31,000 was raised through donations to pay for the signs. Where can you find a best friend for free? KPBS's Deb Walsh says at a county animal shelter in Bonita or Carlsbad. Hundreds of dogs, cats, rabbits, and other companion animals are waiting to be adopted for no fee this month through the County Department of Animal Services. Otherwise known as Clear the Shelters, the month-long campaign is a national effort to find caring homes for animals in shelters. As an extra bonus, all animals will be spayed or neutered, have vaccinations, a microchip, and a one-year license for dogs in the service area. To get started, go to the county's Animal Services Adoption page, where you can see which animals are available now. In addition to your first choice, staff recommend picking out a second and third choice, too, just in case. And if you can't adopt, you may want to consider fostering or volunteering. Deb Welsh, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org.